Krypton Podcast, your podcast for all things related to sci-fi's Superman prequel series, Krypton. It is your host, Michelle, and I'm joined by the lovely Lacey, as usual. Hi, everybody. I feel like I said that very, in a very Vanna White voice. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like a vowel? Um, an E. An you E. Always there e. are four E's. <laughs> anyway. Um, Why anyone listens to this podcast? <laughs> Welcome. And I know we sound like absolute lunatics. So I appreciate all of the people who listen to us. I looked at our numbers last week, which is a thing that Lacey and I never do. And I was like, oh, wow, a lot of people listen to us. So thank you, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, so in terms of news, we don't really have news news, but there is something exciting happening this weekend. Lacey, why don't you tell them what that is? Yeah, I'm going to try not to talk about it for like 10 minutes like I did last week. But this Saturday is our annual DC TV podcast charity fundraiser. We are raising money for Magic Wheelchair, which is an incredible organization that helps kids who, if you've ever gone to a comic convention, you've seen them around. Like they make amazing cosplay for kids who are in wheelchairs. Um, They look incredible. The kids have a great time. All day long, we're all podcasting. There are, I think, 11 shows in this network now, and we're all going to do an episode on Saturday, culminating in a giant group chat, which I actually haven't participated in before, so it's probably going to be kind of wild. But anyway, if you just want to hear us, or me, rather, because I think Michelle's busy, but me and Andy, I believe, is going to fill in for you. We're on at noon on Saturday, so stop by, listen, give some money to a great cause. Yes, sounds super exciting. I will not be there because I have 37 jobs. And <laughs> yes, I will be at one of my 37 jobs on Saturday. But Lacey and Andy will be awesome. And they'll probably talk about how much they love Nissa Vex for the entire hour. It might it might just be like the Nissa Appreciation Hour. The Nissa Appreciation <laughs> Hour, which is totally fine. And I'm excited to listen to it. Yeah, there's a lot of love and appreciation for Nissa from this podcast panel. Um, okay. We love her. Okay, we love you. Oh Not my that god! I this, but I wish you would because I love you. You never know, Wallace. If you listen, we love you. Just in case. <laughs> just in case. Mwah. And anyone else who listens to the podcast, maybe just in case, let Wallace know we love her and we love you too, of course, obviously. Um, but anyway, there was an episode. We're now on our third episode of the season, which means there's only seven left. Sad face. I have to say, so my main observation this week was. I watch a lot of TV. I watch a lot of bad TV. Mm -hmm. And I think I have mostly become very jaded by the bad superhero TV that exists. And in which I don't expect much from my superhero shows. Like relationship developments. Because I feel like 
the other shows that have like 24 episodes and plenty of time to develop relationships between characters just don't. And <laughs> I find myself amazed every week when I'm watching Krypton and I'm like, wow, this show has 10 episodes and it manages to both tell a compelling story and still form relationships between characters and there's character progression. And I just am amazed by it every week. And I wish that I wasn't so amazed because that should just be a thing that everyone does. But, you know, um, that's what makes Krypton special and why we love it. I can't believe how much they fit in in a compressed amount of time. I know. And like good, you know, like sometimes you watch episodes of TV and they just like jam all of this stuff down your throat and like race through it. Like I could use like season seven of Game of Thrones as an example, like where they're just like dropping just crap on you. Like, okay, this, all this stuff is happening, but none of it feels like there's no like emotional connection to any of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I very much so like just if you, anybody who also watches Krypton watches Game of Thrones. I never felt the love that existed between um, whatever her name is, Daenerys and John. Like never, I never believed that they were in love with each other, but yet I watch and that, that went on for three seasons, but yet in 12 episodes, 13 episodes of Krypton, I am fairly confident that Adam would die for Segel like a hundred percent and i'm just like i don't understand guys like why was why is this hard like i just it's really not i know i've said this every week but like every week so far this season but like i'm so just impressed by all of the seg and adam stuff because it's so good and i wasn't a super believer last season everyone knows this and now i'm just like they're best friends I love them. I just love how close they are and how like, oh my God, that whole scene when Adam was just like, listen, I know you want me to kill you, but like, it's not happening, bro. Like, I'm not, that's not a thing that I'm going to do. So we got to figure out another way. Like he just, their interactions and like Sean and, and Cameron's chemistry is just, you can tell they're friends for real. And like, I always love all their little tweets and they talk about like Butch and Sundance. And like, I'm sure you saw the tweet that Cameron posted about how like that one shot and he was like, that was my favorite scene to shoot because it was like a direct, like kind of screenshot of like Butch and Sundance. And I'm just like, I love them. They're so great. And like, they're just so great on on screen together. Like, I I can't even, I, I, (laughs) like, I can't even really explain it. Like, it's just so, so good. Like, bestest best friends ever and i love them they're like just a little salty that now they're back on krypton <laughs> i i'm not gonna I lie at the end of the episode i was like oh sad i them to talk to other people <laughs> i was like i was like oh man they're gonna like other people are gonna interact with them now hmm. that's upsetting i would i would watch an designated like bromance time because they're gonna have to deal with all this other stuff i know I would watch an entire show that was just like the two of them and not even like bat an eye. I said something on Twitter last night. What did I say? I was like, yes, they should, you know, if this whole Krypton thing doesn't work out, they should just like start solving crimes in the village or something. And I'm like, I would 100% watch that show. Every week. They, you know what? Their relationship actually reminds me a lot of um, Sam and Dean on Supernatural. Mm-hmm. Just the way that like, you know, like one's, you know, like a little more like, 
you know, a little more straight than the other one, like in terms of their comedic, you know, timing and like the things that they say and stuff and just the way that relationship exists. It reminds me a lot of that. Um, it also helps that Adam sort of looks like Dean. Yeah, I could see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I oh, know I I tweeted I remember last year I tweeted a picture of like so one of the the promotional images of Sean was like him in like a like a canvas colored like jacket and I tweeted it like next to a picture of Jensen Ackles as Dean in like a very similar outfit and like someone else I forget who the other person was and I was like I don't have a type or anything <laughs> nope not at all like I, I forget I forget. I can't remember who the third person was, but I was like, yep, yeah, no. Don't have a type. But once again, Adam gets all the great lines. I oh think. my god. So when he was like, I know having Brainiac in you is probably uncomfortable. I was like crying. It was so oh my god. It's like, oh, or I loved when he was like, Can you get like I want to talk to Seg? Like, I don't want to talk to Brainiac right now. Can you get him out of the out of the way? They were just so funny. And then when they finally landed back on Krypton and Seg was like dead and Adam's like pounding his chest to like, you know, revive him or whatever. And Seg's just like, was I dead? He's like, uh, I mean, oh my God, I was dead. He's like, it's fine. I undeaded you. It's not a big deal. I was crying, crying. I undeaded you. And he's just like, whatever, it's fine. We got other shit to do. Like, who cares? Who cares that you were dead for 30 seconds? It's no big deal. Like, uh, it was so funny. And he and like I think Seg says something again and he's like, oh my god, you're still talking about it. Like, let's just... wait, we're back. Um, wait, let's re- let's rewind back from Krypton for a sec, because one thing I do want to talk about is um the whole well, actually, let me rewind myself back one more step. I love Cameron needs so much praise for the fact that. He is so good at playing like, like the the mean oh. Brainiac and Seg. Like you could like his. Oh my god! Some yes. like just changes like the way he tilts his head or how he pronounces a word or like it's so well done, like and so thoughtful. And I feel like that's such a such a you know something he did not have to like get that get that into like the phrasing choices of things but it's just like oh i loved it oh yeah when he was talking as brainiac i was like oh my god i feel like blake ritson is doing this right now but it's not it's him like that he was he had that down so well it was i was so impressed so good and i i loved when he was they were like he was like in his head you know when they had that whole scene where like brainiac's trying to figure out like how to get to him and he makes himself look like lida Oh, yeah, that was the next thing I wanted to talk about because I don't. Okay, here's a confession for me. I did not like all props to the actors for selling the crap out of this scene and like Cameron particularly because he just looks so like torn up in in several places. But I got to admit that that scene did not do hardly anything for me. And I feel like it was really supposed to. And I think it's because we've had two episodes of Vita being like completely different from the person Seg knew and fell in love with and now I'm like mm, this is not like incredibly sympathetic to me because like I'm really mad at Lida mm. so I don't I don't know I don't know if I was supposed to feel that way or if I'm just like really petty <laughs> I'm not sure but it didn't it didn't land for me the way I felt like they wanted it to land for me right 
you know, it was funny when I was watching that scene there, I was like, Seg is too smart for this. Like he knows it's not really Lyda. And so I was sort of more focusing on like his performance because in my head I was like, oh, he's totally playing Brainiac more so than even like paying attention to what was happening. Because in my mind, Lyda was Brainiac. So I didn't really, I didn't connect to it in that way either. But like, I don't know if you were, I feel like you were probably supposed to, but I just wasn't looking at it that way. Cause I was like, oh, I know it's not her. So I didn't even, you know, I feel like we've had such a long time since like they've been in a scene together and like so much has happened. I don't, I mean, I guess we're supposed to, I guess they're on a break. Right. Relationship status wise. And there's just been so much that's happened since the last time that they really felt like a like an option sort of romantically speaking that I just I was just like oh we're doing this again even though I felt like we kind of I don't want to say moved on because I do think that their feelings for each other were were extremely genuine but there's just all this other mess in the middle now and I'm like oh I can't I can't go back to this being like oh we're so star-crossed I don't know it's also possible I'm just very petty (laughs) I did love though that like Seg was playing him the whole time. Like oh. and I and I loved Cameron tweeted something like what Brainiac forgot was that Seg is a con man. That's a really good kind of read on it, I think. I think sometimes it's so hard to remember that like that part of the thing I think makes Cameron's performance so great is that like Seg is such a character that could be just sort of very cardboard. Yeah. And I don't think that he views him like that at all. And I think that's why he makes helps make the character so interesting because he he thinks about stuff like that as opposed to just playing him like a straight up, like mostly good dude who is going to give birth to like the well, he's not going to give birth. He's going to be involved in the birth of the you know greatest person ever. Right. I think, too, what's what I love about Cameron's performance is because he's a Superman fan and he's so well versed in who Superman is, he does a lot of things that I I feel are not necessarily in script, but are more so just his performance, mm-hmm. where he tries to let you see, like, oh, that's a very Superman thing. Like, let you see where it comes from kind of thing, you know? Like, oh, I just did something that Superman would do. You know what I mean? Like, to sort of show, like, to remind you, because I feel like, for me, I often forget it at this point, because I'm so invested in the show and the characters. I kind of forget about the fact that Superman's a thing. Yeah. Because it's not it's not anymore. At least for me, it's not. Like, I like them all. I love the... When we talked about this in, like, the first or second episode, like, I love the characters so much that it, it's not... It's kind of sort of a non-issue. I assume that when the show ends, they will do something with that. But, like, I don't care. Like, I don't... Um, so, but, so, like, when he does these little subtle things where I'm like, oh, that was such a, like, Superman-y thing to do. Like, I like that he's showing, like, you know, this is Superman's grandpa, so obviously he would get some sort of, like, traits from him. And that just the whole history of like the house L and their, the hope and the fact that they're heroes and, you know, just the way that they are, you know, sort of carries through. Like there was that scene with, with Val and Nissa and like Nissa says like, Oh, you know, you're a lot like Seg. And he's like, Oh, well I'm older. He's really a lot like me. Like, but just the fact that you get to see like the progression from generation to generation of the same values and morals and things like that, that they, that they have. I think is neat the way that they do that. I 
100% agree. And also now I'm thinking about the scene with Mal and how much I love him. Oh and my God, I love him. I'm so glad that Space dead. Grandpa is actually alive. Space Grandpa is life. I just, I don't know. I do feel like they managed to actually like really make me feel like they are related, you know? Yeah. Even though, even though they haven't had a ton of screen time to, or any really screen time together lately. <laughs> but they do just seem so, they do seem so alike. But since I mentioned it, I'm going to roll on to this conversation because it made me like so emotional when, when <sighs> was talking to Nissa about core and how, you know, uh, have, uh, I'm just mentally picturing like Seg with a baby now and it's just very like derailed. I know. It's like so cute. <laughs> so cute. I loved that you know Val sort of like I feel like this is the thing that that elves do. You know they they tell you like what a wonderful genuine person you are and could be and how you could be so much better and they put all this faith in you and like again that's like a very superman thing to do that like that's that's a speech i could see superman giving like you know someone else like you know having him say that to i'm trying to think of an example like someone who's like sort of in between like like Catwoman, you know what i mean like like someone who's like an in between sort of character who's like not completely a hero but being like listen you have so much more inside of you and you know i i really believe in you like that's just how he is you know so like i i love seeing those little things and like having val say that to nissa and so now i'm sitting there like nissa's totally not gonna do the wrong thing right right would she disappoint space granddad i mean i feel like she can't Nobody wants to disappoint Space Granddad. I mean, I you know whatever that what is that saying about I'm not I'm not mad I'm just disappointed. I feel like it would be <laughs> so bad. It would be I expected more from you. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do your best. Oh my gosh, it would be like destroyed. Also, speaking of Nissa, we got to meet her. Her. Uh, her lover. Oh, I stand one bisexual queen. Oh. That is all. But oh my gosh, Nissa manipulating this girl. At first uh, I was like, oh, she really is excited and like happy to see her. And then I was like, oh no. She's just using her. I was like, oh, Nissa. <laughs> I know. And I couldn't figure out, and maybe somebody out there on the internet will will help me understand this. I don't quite understand like what Nissa's game is here. Like, what is that weird information she was sort of stealing? Like, is it for Zod? Is it for something else? Like, what is, I really like desperately personally need to believe that like Nissa is not actually going to betray everybody who like loves and believes in her. I want to believe that she's not stupid enough to be like, well, I guess Drew Zod will definitely give me my child back because he certainly seems like an upstanding and honest person. Right. That's the thing. Like, I feel like she um, she has to be intelligent enough to realize that, like, if she does this, he's not just going to be like, oh, sure, here's the kid. So that's why. And I, I think we said this last week, too. Like, I'm like, I feel like she's sort of playing like the double hand here. You know, like she's make she's going to do it as much as she needs to to, like, keep him happy. But I think at the end of the day, she'll ultimately side with the rebellion. And, you know, maybe, you know, like when Val says to her, we'll help you get the baby back. Like, I feel like she believes that, you know. I, I have to believe that, I think. Like, I can't I can't exist in a world where, like, this is like, well, let me just do all this terrible stuff, and I guess it'll work out. 
because because like I mean look who raised her she has to know better than this I have to believe that she knows better than this yeah I hope so she's just too intelligent to like just go with whatever I know she's so smart because even in the middle of all that whole like space granddad is giving you like the best fuzziest pep talk she's like and I'm gonna manipulate you to like get out of my cell yeah I'm I'm hopeful. I don't know. I'm also hopeful. There was a part of me this week that was wondering. I can't wait to see next week's episode. There's a part of me that has a little hope for Lyda. And I feel like I wonder if she, too, is being manipulative. Because when she had that scene with Drew and she's like, you know, you keep telling me about this future person that, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, you know, like, how that came to be or how that happened. Like, it doesn't sound like me now. And then, like, she just seems sort of skeptical of him. And then when she hugged him, there was something weird about it that made me feel like she was manipulating him into getting her, letting her go to Wegthor. And so I'm super interested to see what happens when she gets to Wegthor. Yeah, me too. Because she did feel a little, like... I don't know if I feel like I go so far as to say manipulative, but she definitely seemed like more about making her own choice about it rather than just listening to Drew and more wanting to be in, you know, have a direct impact on what happens. And I feel like that has to be for a reason other than just like she just wants to, I mean, maybe she really just wants to stop people that she knows from getting needlessly slaughtered. Like that's a fair motivation too. But Here's my other thing after all the like, well, must give you this baby to raise. Where the heck is Core? Who's watching him? Do they have a name? Right. Like, where is he? <laughs> I'm just very concerned about I'm just assuming that it's Jorel. It might not be, but like I, I just operate right on the assumption that that's Jorel, so <laughs> I mean I'm assuming they must have like a, a, a nanny someplace, but after the whole like I thought it, I thought it was a little bit of a strange juxtaposition to like have last week lean so hard into like, well, I'm definitely gonna like manipulate her with this baby, and then the baby's like nowhere to be found, like nowhere. I mean, considering that the baby gets made in the baby maker thing, and we don't really know how that works, I just assume that they have like the robot from the Jetsons to take care of the babies. <laughs> Ro- maybe, Rosie, maybe there's like another whole like matrixy looking thing and it's just like a bunch of cribs and all the babies just stay in in them yeah and then they're just like when you're big we'll you know and you're useful then we'll pull you out that seems like a thing i feel like Uh, and now i'm like what if they age them rapidly in the matrix pods uh but i did think that was weird especially because not even so much i know like no one likes acting with children or even I'm I'm pretty sure last week was a fake was a fake core anyway but just because so much of of what was happening to the whole in the whole like manipulation of light up plot had to do with giving her this baby and now the baby's like not there no one mentions the baby like who's gonna who's gonna watch the baby while she's on white door I don't and not even just that but just that she had like no further reaction to I guess her sudden motherhood again. I don't know. 
Yeah. I don't. I oh, I also realized. I know we've been like very confused about how Drew is going to come to life, and we might have talked about this last week, but I feel like we didn't. So I guess that's why they're looking for the codex, right? Because it carries Seg's DNA. Oh, I guess. I guess that because he's yeah. he. I think he kind of says that this week. He's like, if we don't get the codex, then I cease to exist. And I'm like, and then all of a sudden, it clicked in my head, like, oh. He's going to like, then I was like, what, this is weird. He's going to get the codex and then basically make his mom have a baby. Ew. And I was like, that's strange. Like he's getting this code. And I'm like, uh, weird. Uh Uh-huh. I'm I'm just thinking like, I'm trying to understand. Like I'm I'm thinking, because I think, I think you're 100% right. And that's A, super gross. But B, because he did he was at first reluctant to, to let Lila leave again. I think because like last week, I think we were right in assuming that he's like afraid if she gets killed, he will cease to exist. But then he's suddenly okay with it. So has he figured out a way around that or. Right. I'm wondering if he now, because so I'm trying to remember if this was a thing in the first season. So like Lida and Dev were going to get, whatever they call it not married but whatever they call it so remember when seg and nissa were like betrothed or whatever they had to go to the thingy and like it took their blood and made baby core yeah like instantly so i'm wondering if like he's realized like or maybe he's found out about her and dev and so he's like oh so her blood is probably in the thing so i could do it with or without her it doesn't matter well maybe yeah, I don't know. I'm not really sure how that whole baby process works. So, when a man and a woman love each other, <laughs> they go to the Matrix baby machine and stuff happens. <laughs> uh, speaking of Dev, I have some feelings. I also have some feelings. I need to talk. I talked a little bit about this on Twitter last night, but um, the. The facial hair game in Krypton season two is just really relentless. Everybody has some, everybody is just on the glow up train because I mean, I'm shallow, but Dev looks great. Like severely great. Yeah. I mean, like super hot. And I was like, Ooh, that's a glow up. I like it. No, I feel just like order of magnitude. Yeah. Like, I never really, like, I really always liked Dev, like, as a character. Like, I, he had, like, such a good heart, and I really loved him. But I never was like, ooh, sexy. Um, yesterday, I was like, ooh, he's pretty sexy. And something else that was a little sexy, and I'm not sure if it was supposed to be, but I definitely was like, wait a minute. Him and Jaina? I kind of feel it, too. I mean, granted, I'm going to caveat this with being like, I love to ship weird things. <laughs> I also I love to shift things that will never be canon so this is not really like out of my wheelhouse for me but I was getting kind of at the end of the episode I was getting a little vibe there yeah like I definitely got and then I was like oh am I because then like when he was crying and she was like hugging him I was like oh maybe it's more like a mentor thing or like a mother-son thing but I was like I don't know for a minute there Kind of got a feeling it was more than that. And I was like, are they going to kiss? Like, there was a moment where I was like, oh, my God, are they going to start making out? Is that what's just about to happen? And then he started crying. But I was like, (laughs) 
I could I could be here for it. I think I actually distracted myself with these questions that weren't necessarily playing out on screen because I have questions about what actually did happen on screen because I think I was so much like, oh, I'm kind of into this in a in a romantic sense. And I'm like, wait, why is Deb just like, did he just pass out in the hallway? Like, why is he unconscious in the snow? Like, why is he crying? What's going on? Why are they not just like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, so what happened was he said to her, like, we have to go our separate ways or whatever. I think he just, like, went outside and whatever. Like, I think she just found him sleeping. Like, because he had nowhere to go. It's not like he was going somewhere. He's just wandering around in the tundra. So I guess she was just kind of, yeah, that part was a little weird to me. I didn't really understand why he was just randomly laying in, like, the frozen alleyway. Um, Did he get mugged? What's happening? But then I, I I was very distracted. So, um, but then he started crying because he said to her, like, you know, everything that I fought for basically was a lie or it was none of it was oh, worth yeah. it. And it like, you know, every because, you know, that was very much his thing last season was like, I'm here like to event like, you know, because of what happened to my family and like just the beliefs of like the whole Sagittari and, and just everything that they did for Krypton was all really a lie. And he that's what he was upset about. But I'm intrigued to see what happened between him and, like, I want to know what happened with him and Lyda. Because at the end of season one, he's standing there with her. Mm-hmm. So I'm, like, intrigued if we're going to get some sort of backstory on, like, how he ended up leaving. I hope so. But I mean, I'm sure, because the show is good like that, but. I hope I really hope so, because when they first all found Jaina in the, in the Tundra Shack, that my name for that bar or whatever it is. The um, I thought he was there to arrest her and it took me a minute to sort of cotton on that he like, wasn't still sort of with the Sagittarii. Oh, me too. I didn't catch that until she said it this week. I was like, Oh wait, what? I thought he just turned on them and shot them for her. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. That he was and- like, Oh, I'm not going to let them take you in because it's you. Not because I, I I'm out. Yeah, I totally missed that. I thought he was with them, too. So when she said it and she was like, they weren't looking for me. They were looking for you. And then I was like, oh, oh, that went right over my head. I was like, oh, I'm glad that you guys addressed that in dialogue because I totally did not did not read that in that scene. But yeah, I'm super here for their team up or whatever they're going to do. And I loved that Jaina, like when he was telling her about how Lyda is and she was like, no, we have to go save her. Like thought it was so like so unlike her but in a great way that she was so committed to believing that Lida wasn't doing the things that Lida is doing and she was so committed to being like well that you know like she's you know she's not capable of this it's not her like I don't know that when they were still speaking to each other that's ever anything that she would have verbalized right or maybe but I feel- I feel like she, you know, through the course of the first season, like that was sort of the trajectory for them. Their relationship was Jaina understanding who Lyda is and and Jaina changing herself, too. And so I think now she has a full understanding of who Lyda is as a person. And so for her to hear that, she's like, no, I mean, that's not even that's that's not something she would do. So I'm I'm like, I can't wait for her to be face to face again with Lyda or even face to face with Drew. Because she, like, clearly hates him. 
Oh, yeah. Understandably. But I'm just like, this is great. And it's going to be great. It's going to make for great drama because, you know, at the end of the day, that's Light's child, whether he's sort of like an evil, you know, villain or not, doesn't really matter to her. That's still her kid. So it's it, it'll be uh, really interesting to see how that all kind of plays out once it comes to a head. Well, especially like technically that's her grandson. And and I don't know that. Yeah. That I don't know that I've ever thought of Jaina as somebody who really thinks about family in that way. And I don't know that she would have said she did prior to any of anything that's happened sort of in the timeline of the show. But I kind of feel like she might now, even though he's terrible. Right. I also think, though, that Jaina has come to a place where she has a better understanding of right and wrong. And, like, she knows, you know, like, where before she was sort of just, like, towing the company line kind of thing. I think she has, like, an actual understanding of, like, what Lyda was all about. I think she's more on that sort of path. Um, And I feel like she now is kind of like, oh, no, like, that's not, we're not doing this. Like, (laughs) like. We'll find you another baby to have, but this one ain't it. Like, <laughs> We'll just get another one from the Matrix machine. It's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. So to go back to Kalu for a second, which I was really intrigued because that is not how Seg pronounced that planet. Although I cannot remember exactly how he said it. I was like, oh, that's weird. I keep calling it Kalu, but you just called it. Something else. Something else that's not, and then, yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> I have no help on this issue because every time I see or hear you say the name of that planet, which I have just taken to call, like that green planet in my head, I hear, do you know the children's show? It's like Callaloo or whatever. I probably, oh, yeah. Sorry, but it's like a little, it's a kid show with like yeah. a little child, and like that's what I picture. Then I say Kalu. <laughs> and then I'm like, wait, am I saying it wrong? But then I'm like, no, because on Supergirl, they've said it before and they call it Kalu. So I'm like, yeah, I was it was weird. I forget exactly how he pronounced it. But anyway, um, so Lobo, I just want to talk about Lobo quickly. Apparently regenerates. Yeah, I don't. Okay, I know that we have covered me not understanding Lobo (laughs) in a significant degree in depth on this podcast, but. WTF. So I asked, I, I sort of put, I threw this question out on the, on the Twitter feed last night. And I was like, okay, I need people to like, tell me what's up with this. Like, why is he functionally immortal? What is happening? Because I don't, and I got some answers, which help a little, but not, not as much as I would like. Um, let's see. Enrique told us that at some point, like, he was banned from entering heaven and hell because he wreaked havoc in both places. Okay, comics are so weird. But um, this is the answer that I think makes the most sense. Mikey told us that at one point it was said that he was experimented on and the result was a healing factor that would regenerate him pretty much from nothing. Which feels kind of like is what's happening. But also gross. So, Wikipedia says, 
Lobo also possesses superhuman durability, which varies greatly, too. He's depicted in some situations as being injured by conventional bullets, while in other situations, he has a physical resiliency to stand toe-to-toe with Superman, survive unprotected in deep space, and withstand high-level destructive weaponry and powerful explosive blasts without sustaining injury. He has displayed particular susceptibility to gaseous chemicals. In one instance... Lobo was declared immortal. After he died and went to hell, he proved too much for the demons. And when he was then sent to heaven, he wreaked so much havoc that he was permanently banished from the afterlife. If Lobo sustains injury, his accelerated healing factor enables him to regenerate damaged or destroyed tissue with superhuman speed and efficiency and little apparent pain. Lobo also is functionally immortal. He is immune to the effects of aging and disease and has been banned from entering either heaven or hell. As such, even though he can sustain sufficient injury to be out of commission for quite some time, he will apparently heal from any injury given sufficient time. For instance, Lobo can regenerate out of a pool of his own blood, apparently recycling the cells. Wait, it gets weirder. At one time, Lobo could grow a copy of himself, possessing all of his skills and powers out of every drop of his blood that was spilled. The power was removed by Viral Docs during Lobo's time with Legion, but Lobo regained it in the series Young Justice, in which he was de-aged by Clarion the Witch Boy and slaughtered while on a mission to Apocalypse. His blood... Okay, I can't read this anymore. Um, This is just weird. So, yeah, okay, because apparently he's immortal and regenerates. Oh, I mean, some of that... I was like, wow, I do not need to see, like, the bones of his hand, like, growing out from a bone. (laughs) Stump. like i get it he's regenerating i did really appreciate his um severed limb giving adam the finger <laughs> i know that was funny <laughs> or like when he blasts the thing and like his head was off and then like all of a sudden his head was in the room and adam's like what what <laughs> i know so wild it was funny so do you think we have seen the last of him i don't Oh, I kind of think maybe. Well, I think this ties into do we think that Brainiac is like for real dead this time? And I don't no. know that they're on both of these questions is the same. Like, I feel like, granted, I don't know that I am the prime target audience for Lobo in this universe, but I don't necessarily see like a huge place for him in the rest of the season's story. Unless he pops up, like, at the very end. Because, surprise, Brainiac's not dead. And, like, he's been tracking him through space or whatever. But, like, in everything else that's going on, like, on Krypton and in Kandor, I don't know that I see a super, like... Like, it makes sense to me for him to be part of this sort of, like, three-episode arc that they did on the Green Planet, whose name I clearly can't pronounce. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and have that be like a contained thing and then they're like oh well we've already announced that he's getting a show so he'll be back you don't have to like you don't have to constantly tweet at us being like where's Lobo right so I kind of feel like maybe Lobo is done and Brainiac is not because I do feel like that's still a fairly anonymous way for Brainiac to go out if that is the case but yeah I definitely don't think Brainiac is out like, I don't think he's actually dead. Just because, like, even the way they separated him from Seg, like, he's a sentient being, essentially. So, like, he's kind of like a computer, in a way. So, like, he just needs a host. Like, I feel like it's the thing that like, you can't really kill him. 
Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, like, I guess he could, could be just... In my head, I'm I'm viewing the 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 he shit him out machine as kind of like a 3D printer printer, and I'm like, could he just 3D print himself a new Brainiac body if he is to use a Zoolander phrase in the computer? Like, is that how that? Yeah, works? yeah, like that's what I that's what I I think. Like, because I mean, he's able. So like when Seg. massacred his body he transferred himself into seg so it's not like there needs you know what i mean like i think he could just go back into the because that's the computer that created him so like for all intents and purposes of lobo like smashes him to pieces again he could just go back into the computer yeah and like wait for him to leave and then like print himself a new cell right that makes sense to me yeah because it really does because i do feel like there's sort of unfinished business with him still not just with seg but with the whole like bottling candor thing not that like i I've, I've been on record several times being like i think this is the a new timeline so that doesn't necessarily matter but i also feel like he would try to do it again if he could so yeah that's where i'm at. I, th- I think he will probably see him again lobo i don't think not so much yeah oh also speaking of timelines i found there was some dialogue evidence that your theory that there are two separate timelines now are correct. Because when Lyda and Drew were talking about when he was like, oh, my mother, and when he was talking about the future, she said something like, in the future, other timeline. Like, or in the other future, she says. Something to the effect that made it sound like it was a different future than the current future. Yeah, like, because it, it was, was it the thing about her being like, well, that hasn't happened for me yet? Yeah, that's what she said. She was like, well, that hasn't happened for me yet on this other future. So, like, she's like, isn't it? She says to him, like, or isn't, like, you telling me about it, like, kind of weird? Well, yeah, because, again, I mean, I'm sorry, everybody, that I that I compare everything to Doctor Who, but this is, like, made Doctor Who and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure are my foundation for understanding time travel. And in... In stories like that, usually, like, when you tell people that something is going to happen, like, that's what makes it not happen. Right. Because you're not making free choices anymore. You're going to choose something different, and it's, or, or so, if, I guess the end game logic would be, like, in telling them, like, you create the alternate path there because they know. Right. And they didn't know in the other one. I don't know. Yeah. But yes, I still 100% still think that, I think it's honestly just the easiest way to keep this show going on for the longest amount of time possible in the sense that, like, if if Krypton doesn't have to explode, then we can have adventures on Krypton for forever. And, you know, Supergirl can save Earth, or well, I guess not Supergirl. Some other alien, not Kryptonian, can save the world. Right. Hmm. Right, because now we have a different timeline. Well, maybe, like, Adam becomes more of a hero. I love how Adam keeps referring to himself as a superhero. <laughs> Adam is the best. I know you have to be so, like, excited about this, because I would say, like, whatever about Adam last season, but, like, Adam is a hardcore fave right now. Ah, oh, I am so excited that Adam is one of your favorites. I, like, this, when I was watching the episode this week, I was like, I obviously have vocalized that I love almost everyone on the show, basically. But Seg and Adam are are my, like, hands, like, Adam is hands down, I think, my favorite character. Like, just, also because he's, he's the audience. 
like he's our window. He's the only earth person. Like, you know what I mean? Like he is us. Like, and he's supposed to be representative of us. And I, I saw somebody said that to Sean on Twitter and he was basically like, that was Cam Welsh's like design for Adam, that there was, would only be one person from earth and that he is supposed to be sort of like the eyes or the representation of the audience within this universe. And so I was kind of like, Oh, I sort of love that. I had that read last week before you confirmed that. But, um, I think that's why I like him so much. He's like the, the character you relate to. Cause he is the earthling, you know, I don't know. And like, I feel like his reactions to things are always very much like what the audience reaction is. Like the way he like, doesn't understand things. It's like us being like, what? Like, like him, like him just like, hand waving the fact that like seg died i feel like it's like when we're talking about stuff and we're just like yeah whatever timey wimey doesn't matter like <laughs> like i feel like that's what he does like he's just kind of like yeah i don't get it but whatever we're just gonna go with it like <laughs> i forgot one last thing that i love so much was when um lobo said something about like the boys from crap down came through and i was like yes crap down oh my god so funny the crap town thing is just hilarious. I really did enjoy Lobo. Like if we don't, I also, I, if we don't see him again, I think I'm totally fine with it. Yeah. I'm intrigued to see. I, I am honestly, cause I think Emma Scanlon's actually a really, really great in this part. Yeah. Absolutely. Even though, even though I don't really understand anything about Lobo at all. I am intrigued to see like what kind of show they're going to build around him. And and how that works. So I, I'm really interested to see that. I just don't think that he necessarily fits in so much to the rest of the story this season, necessarily. Or at least not where I am mentally kind of picturing where the rest of the season is going to go. Yeah, no, I agree. I can't, like, I just can't sort of picture him, like, at, like, in Candor or part of that part of the story. It just seems sort of weird to me. But I mean, then again, I mean, I, I wasn't really sure how he was going to fit in in general. And he it went and it was fine. Um, I'm mentally picturing him trying to like, I, I'm mentally picturing him like meeting Nyssa. And it's weird. <laughs> uh, and her just being like, who the hell is this? Why do you have so much eyeliner on? What's happening? <laughs> I want more yeah. at the time though. That's what I want. Yeah. I want this show to be more than 10 episodes, but maybe it's better oh, that it's only 10 episodes. Like, do we really though? Cause like, look at all the other shows we love. We're like, Oh my God, why is this episode? Why is this like, why is this season 22 episodes? It doesn't need to be like, Oh no, I don't want it to be 22 episodes. <laughs> I want it to be like 12 episodes. I feel like if I had like two more, I would feel better about it. Just a little bit more time. I think I'd be okay with that. Although then I do sometimes think as much as I loved like the Marvel Netflix shows, I was like, why is this 13 episodes long? But I do feel like Krypton could do it. I might be okay with 12. The Marvel Netflix shows though are also like an hour and 10 minutes a piece. Uh, yeah, that's true. That's actually <laughs> the point. If they oh were 50 minutes oh. like everything else, it would be like... <laughs> it would have really been like 11 episodes. <laughs> Instead of 13. Um, Now I'm like, what are they going to do? What is, what's going to happen now that every, everybody's back on, on Krypton or at least in the general vicinity of Krypton. So I guess we'll just have to see. Yeah. Well, so now 
What's interesting is, I guess, oh, I wonder if, okay, so Seg and Adam will probably run into Jaina and Dev first. Because they're, oh, in, the, oh, they're yeah. in the icy tundra and everyone else is in Wegthor now. Drew, did Drew go to, Drew did not go to Wegthor. Drew did not go to Wegthor. Um, oh, well, we for, completely forgot to mention we got to see Ken this week. I was wondering what happened to him and I forgot he was a Sagittarius at the end of last season. Oh, that's right. That's right. And I'm like, do you know your mom is A, like dead, and B, betrayed everyone? Not cool. Not cool. But And I also sort of forgot about him. And I feel really, not that I forgot about him, because like the first episode, we were like, oh, what happened to him? And then we were like, oh, whatever. I'm like, (laughs) I just assumed he was dead. And then I was like, oh, he's alive. I want to care but yeah there's other stuff was happening right like i was like there's just so many more important things and also now i just love adam as egg's best friend so (laughs) like didn't his bar get blown up and like what's he even like he has to reevaluate his whole life plan whenever he's done fighting the rebellion I'm, i'm interested to see like why they i mean obviously like there's a reason why he like popped back up so maybe just to remind us that he was alive. <laughs> that he's still alive. Like, hey, by the way, guys, this guy. Well, no, you know what it is? He's in the so he's in the space. I know why they reminded us, but like he's in where um Val and Jaxer are about to blow up, where light is going to stop that from happening. Cause she was like, Oh, there's people up there that like I care about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he is, they, I think they were just trying to show us that little area and like, oh, by the way, there's someone you care about too here. So it's like, oh crap. Like, yeah, not just like, not just like randoms. Not just rando Sagittarii, but like Kem is there. So it's like, oh, oh, okay. Got it. Reminder, still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Reminder, he is still alive. I'm really just looking forward to sort of like, because uh, I feel like there's been like a lot of little pocket groups this season. And I'm looking forward to some of the little pocket groups running into each other. Because everyone else thinks that... Everyone else thinks Adam is dead. No. He saw them before he... He saw them before. Never mind. So everyone thinks Seg's in the Phantom Zone. And I guess that's kind of it. I don't know where everybody thinks Jaina is. I think... Well, I don't know where everybody thinks Jaina is. Do they think she's dead? No, because they have the Sagittarius looking for her. Oh, and, and our Doomsday watch. No Doomsday. Just oh, watching her out. Again, strange. That's the one I have to say. I have to say, that's the one I don't ever really have a complaint about this show. But that's the one thing that I'm just like, I don't I what what well, are we doing? What are we doing with that? Like why that's just <laughs> randomly wandering around like I don't Like in the time I mean, maybe they'll run into Doomsday. He's like in the tundra somewhere. But I kind of don't feel, I think the reason that I don't care about it is not that I don't, it's, when I say don't care, I don't mean it in like a, oh, I don't care about that way. But it's just like, there's so much other stuff going on that this is like seventh on my list of sort of internal show priorities. And I'm like, be free, roam the tundra, do whatever. I'm more interested in this other stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it, like, Doomsday just doesn't feel super necessary to me right now because there's so much other stuff happening, but maybe that will change. I mean, I imagine that what will happen is Drew will try to like get him or get some sort of hold on him 
to like battle everybody else. And I'm interested to see how, like if that actually works out for him or, you know, how that goes down, because then that, that could also be like, I don't know, I guess that could be like the season three thing too, if they sort of keep that in the background. Mm -hmm. Although I feel like it'll probably be more, more prevalent as the episodes get a little closer, like to the end, you know? Um, Uh, Also, if we're right about kind of, of this first third, like, is sort of the Lobo third, and if we're kind of done with Lobo, there's a little more space for that now, because I feel like trying to balance Lobo and Brainiac and Doomsday, I think we said this in the first episode, but, like, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that is a lot. Now, if there's, like, one less, who knows? Right, like, if Lobo's... And I feel like... Lobo and Brainiac are both sort of off the table for the rest of the season. Like, I think, like, we had talked about this in the first episode or second episode. Like, well, oh, yeah, the first episode, because we thought we were like, oh, is Brainiac actually dead? Like, if that's sort of like, uh, you know, end of end of the season, oh, JK, I'm not really dead. And now he's going to be the big bad again the following season or something um, or just be a threat or be like an issue the following, you know, season three. Uh, but I don't know that he's going to, like, be super... Like you said, there's just too many things. It's Drew, it's Doomsday, it's Brainiac. Yeah. So much. So, so much. much. Did we get any... Someone said they sent us an email. Did we get an email? Oh, hold on. Let's look. I probably should have looked at that before <laughs> we started recording. So, this... You're, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just... Typed really loudly so you guys can, can hear that. Like, here's me trying to log into our email. <laughs> Hoping I remember the password. I do not remember the password. <laughs> See, you guys, this is live television or live radio slash podcast. <laughs> um, I am not going to lie. I have a new phone and i do not have the password either so we might have to read your emails next week folks. we might have to read your emails next week i, I know someone top of it enough to be like hey let me remind people to email us and somehow did not <laughs> did, did not, not access the email realize that the email would have to be accessed and not, not just beamed directly into my head so next week next week we'll read you guys some uh some emails Send us more while we're trying to get into our email. When, while we can't get into our email. Um, yeah. I mean, y'all should just be used to this by now. We're kind of a mess. A hot mess. Just a hot mess. It's like... We could be our own buddy comedy. Just saying. Okay. <laughs> I think we covered everything, right? Like, And on that note, I think we're just getting... Like, go away while the getting is good. <laughs> sometimes I listen back to us and I'm like man we just all over we talk all over the place but you guys seem to enjoy it and we appreciate it Um, reminder here at least me again this weekend if for some reason I figure out how to get into our email before then yes Um, (laughs) it's not but probably we'll just do it next week yeah we'll definitely um, read your emails next week we'll figure that out We'll we'll get our fearless leader Andy on resetting the password and helping us out with that uh, I'm not going to lie. I needed him to do that for me to get into the um, 
the website so I could post the podcast because, you know, again, Lacey and I are sort of hot. <laughs> it's amazing that we actually managed to yeah. do this show. Like I said, I have 37 jobs. There's a lot of things going on. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you That's can visit. We're going to get you never know. You never know. But you can visit kryptonpodcast.com where the latest episode of the podcast will be posted because I do have the login information for that. Uh, there's also news, photos, trailers, all kinds of stuff about Krypton uh, there where you can find it. You can follow the podcast on social media at Krypton Podcast. We have a Facebook and a Twitter page. Lacey's been really good about live tweeting the episodes. Um, I should try to I should try to tweet them when I watch them too, even if it's like a different time. I usually tweet them on my personal account which is mimi c1019 um but yeah uh lacy's been a rock star about trying to get online there and live tweet along with you all lots of interaction and engagement thank you if you have questions thoughts whatever about krypton email us i promise next week we will have access to the email it's kryptonpodcast at gmail.com you can subscribe to the podcast on apple podcast stitcher radio and google play and while you're on itunes if you'd like to leave us a review we only accept four or five star reviews that would be great anything less than that don't leave it um and uh be sure to let us know what you like most about krypton about our podcast you can follow the entire DC TV podcast network, which uh, has podcasts for basically every DC TV show that exists on television at the moment and still and is coming because I think there's like a Stargirl podcast and that didn't happen yet um, because we have like 70 million podcasts. So it's great. So you can follow the network on social media at DC TV podcast and find out about all new things, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Last but not least, we have a mega feed on iTunes, Stitcher radio and Google plays. So you can follow that and get all the podcasts. If you watch all of these shows and want to listen to all these podcasts, that'd be very cool. Um, Lacey, tell the people where they can find you on Twitter. Woohoo! I'm at Lacey MBE. Cause I am super original. Love it. You can also find Lacey. Do you have any other podcasts? No, I don't do other podcasts. I write a lot around the internet, though. So you could yes. come tell me at me or with me about many things. Follow Lacey. She has lots of good articles. We love it. She did rank the best CW shows the other day, and mm, choices were made. But <laughs> <laughs> choices were made. Choices were made. Uh, if you want to listen to me talk to some other people, you can find me at hashtag TV geek. And I'm also on the TV source podcast, but we talk about soap operas. I don't know if that's a cross reference here, but anyway, um, that'll be all for now. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Welcome to General Zod's Candor. This war is not over. You and I waste time quarreling and we could be building. I just know there is a version of the future where all of this goes too far. Please, my son.